0: I'm going to tell you something you won't like hard work and experience will make you worse at everything you do in life. And I know you, I know you don't buy it. I know you don't believe me, but I'm hoping with just enough time, I'll change your mind using science. Angels, angels. Yeah. Can we get the angels in there? (laughs) Intro music. Where is the intro? Can we get the intro music? Intro music. My name's Monish, and I'm your main host. Welcome to Real Talk. To understand why hard work and experience makes you worse, and what to do instead, I need I need to take you back, way back. The 70s, Vietnam, Nixon. Mr. Nixon, comment. Weird pants. Uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller album hadn't even come out yet. Sidebar: Do you do you even know what that world looks like? Imagine a world with Thriller. Wasn't the greatest selling album of all time. That was the 70s. Enter Steve Falloon. He was a runner, a fact that was more important than you realize, and and Steve was so lanky that his grandfather called him a long icicle, and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette said that he was as lean as a filet mignon, which goes down as one of the most unsatisfying metaphors I've ever heard in my entire life. But here's the important part. He was hired by a research team to do one thing and one thing only. When someone recalled a string of numbers, they'd recall it back to them. Here's me and my girlfriend trying to do just that.
1: Hello. Hey, uh, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> So I, I'm going to read off a couple numbers, and then you will repeat them to me. Okay. Okay. All right. Five. Uh, wait. Now? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. wait. Okay. Okay. All right. Five. Five. Five, seven. Five, seven. All right. I'm going to read off like four numbers in there. Okay. Five, seven, six, seven. Five, seven, six, seven. You're really good at this. Okay. Uh... Five seven six seven zero nine. Five seven six seven zero nine. Woo! Okay, hold well, up. Uh, this is getting good. Five seven six seven zero nine eight six six. <laughs> five seven six seven zero nine eight six six. Oh, okay. This is getting really good. All right. Five seven six seven zero nine eight six six two three. Five seven. <laughs> I can't fucking Five, seven, six, seven, zero, nine, zero, I five. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> good job. Two two. <laughs> <laughs> you did really, You did better than average.
2: Okay. Good. The
1: average is uh, uh, seven numbers, and you got.
0: By the fourth session, Steve was already beginning to sound like you wanted to jump off a cliff. He was so average at the task; it was stupid, right? No matter how hard he tried. He could only get to eight or nine numbers and he couldn't crack 10. The thing, the thing that research didn't tell him though, was that according to all the psychology research at the time, Steve was right. The limit for short-term memory was naturally around seven numbers. Psychology knew this and the prevailing belief was that Steve, Steve had reached the limit. We have tried to get better at something, but it's pretty hard, right? Like I, right now I'm trying to get better at production and I'm trying to gain relevant skills that can set me up for a good working life, but it's challenging, right? I don't, I don't, I want to be really good at what I do. I want to be like, Oh my God, Monique, you're so incredible. I actually just shit my pants. I need to go change. That's, that's how good I want to be, right? But, but that desire to be good, it all started for me, at least, with the sport. I was shooting with him, and I just brought him along. Like, hey, my uncle's... Can you brought your can uncle but Hey, my uncle's gonna come play <laughs> basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like a 40-year-old man. Yeah. And, uh, and I... Sh- I The first... Literally the first basket I, I shoot... I Like, I'm just shooting around. I miss it. He goes... Why did you miss that? And I'm like... But but what do you mean? Why did I miss that? Like I don't have a reason why I missed it. it
1: why like, Monish? Semi-
0: why Monish? Exactly. And it got to like. Why semi- did you not
2: juke on those hoes, Monish? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And it got, and it got to like semi like yo know, like near high school. I wanted to get good because I wanted to impress girls. I wanted to get the high status. Like, ooh, I'm part of the basketball team. Uh-huh. Dude, dude, I'm 6'4". I'm six four. I'm six four, and I, I somehow every single time I remember I would walk up. I'd be like,
1: "Hey, I'm gonna play some basketball, guys. I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna try out for the team." And then
0: I would go up to the fuck. I would go up to the the, the piece of paper that I would. It
2: was get. like you were sixteen, but you were also four years old. <laughs> I was also a four year old toddler.
0: And then I, and then I would go up like after the first tryout. I never made. I never got past the first tryout. I would always be like, "I can't wait to look at the piece of paper and ask my name's gonna be on it." And it would be like Trent, John, Johnny Bravo, and there's no sight of any like foreign name that I could <laughs> could possibly resemble. Not mine. a single Indian and name on on the roster. Exactly, and uh, I mean that's how all my dreams got crushed. That's why I, I cry every night to sleep.
2: See, I've uh, I have, I have a why. similar story, I'm, except exactly. my uncle was like Japanese, and you know, yeah. Kind of like a Kevin, your your jump shot bring a dishonor to the memory.
0: <laughs> and then at some point I decided to grill Kevin. Kevin, what skills
2: do you feel like you have? What do you think you're good at? <laughs> oh <laughs> I just, man. <laughs> I have no skills. I've what can I do? <laughs> yes. I can edit I can edit audio. I think that's pretty much the only real skill I have. Yeah, yeah. Um I can Yeah, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> what, what
0: do you want? Basketball. To be good at? My
2: skill in basketball has long since faded, so that's yeah, gone. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to be good at? What do I want to be good at? Mm.
0: If you could, if you could pick you're, one skill, you're, gonna, you're about to Christ, grill Jesus. the
2: fuck out of me. No, no. you didn't tell me I was going to get put on the spot today.
0: <laughs> I didn't. I
2: didn't warn you. I didn't I warn need you to about, about some this. Some breathing exercises.
1: What, uh, what skill? What skills do you want to be good at?
2: Hmm. all of them every <laughs> single I want to be an expert ballerina dancer let me here let me go take like a meditative retreat for two weeks <laughs> yeah. and then I'll come back and give you an actual answer
0: <laughs> today's episode is about an idea it's the idea that working hard on something over time will make us worse Imagine you're an average Joe, you forgot to shave until your girlfriend yells at you, you like watching documentaries and conspiracies, and you want to pick up basketball. You want to pick up basketball. Here's how most people do it. Kev, how did, how did you approach, you know, basketball? Or actually, no, you did lacrosse, right? That's, uh, yeah. That's, so this that, that's is, the this big is secret that you didn't one. want to tell anyone. <laughs> I, I know. I, it's I was your a dark, laugh, dark bro, secret.
2: <laughs> it's my yeah. deepest thing that nobody knows. <laughs> yeah um yeah, it goes, so i played i played committed up- genocide and the number one <laughs> is uh he plays lacrosse yeah i'm a serial killer but uh even worse i was a lacrosse player in high school <laughs> yeah. um when i was in high school i picked up lacrosse um so i bought a lacrosse stick and uh, i bought like a net and i would set it in my front yard and just start shooting on the net i would go on youtube and look up youtube tutorials um like how to cradle the bo- cradling is when you lo- lacrosse players like are always moving their fucking yeah. It's when we take the shaft, yeah, the shaft of the. You grab the <laughs> shaft, and you and just you wiggle it ball. all over. But,
0: all right, but, uh, by the way, just every single part of a lacrosse like, sounds like a fucking dick. Like yeah, it's, it just, a big it's cock. straight up.
1: Yeah. You just grab
2: the right. cock and you cradle and then- the ball, <laughs> cradle the balls. Um. So yeah, I-, I looked up videos on how to get how to improve your like ball handling skills. Um. <laughs> How to?
0: Yeah, you improved your ball handling skills, Kevin. Shut up, goddamn
2: it! <laughs> it's already t- it's already tough enough talking about this period of my life, okay? <laughs> um, so I, I I would I would just kind of and I would also play lacrosse with people who knew how to play lacrosse and just take pointers from them. And uh, I w- I was pretty satisfied with my skill level. And then there was really no focus or goal to the training. It was just well, I'd show up to practice and I'd assume that I was getting better every time. You just
0: got shot with a laser gun. You're bleeding from the neck, and you need emergency intervention. Okay, so here's the conundrum. Who do you want operating on you? Mr. Barry from down the street, who's 67 and has been practicing medicine for 20 years. Or Johnny, he's 35 and has been practicing for five years. Your goal is to increase your rate of survival. In the universe, the universe lets you choose. Mr. Barry or Johnny? 20 years of experience... Or five you you would think you would want mr barry right i mean everyone wants mr barry right it's mr i mean dude it's mr barry he's a good guy he's been practicing for 40 years and dude you babysitted his kid once you love his daughter his daughter's great uh, you know uh, tommy tommy tommy's little four-year-old tommy's so adorable why would you not want mr barry Look, most people assume that the golfer, the basketball player, and the doctor who's been at it for 20 years is better than the gal who's been doing it for five, right? But, they, but most people would be wrong because here's what's going on, and here's what the research is very clear about. Once you reach a level where your skill is good enough, it's automated, right? You're simply repeating those good enough behaviors even if you practice for a couple more years afterward because those additional years you do them don't actually lead to improvement. Right, if you're simply repeating behaviors you already know, you're not improving. You're simply you're simply doing something over and over and over again that you've already have automated, right? But the thing is, it's easy in the long run to backslide because you get comfortable with simply repeating automated behaviors, and the research is clear: those automated behaviors over time can deteriorate, right? So imagine you're a doctor who's overly confident in his abilities because you've been working so 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 long right you're less likely to suffer from the insecurity that you need to improve right younger doctors aren't like that they're still trying to prove themselves in turn meaning johnny good old good old-fashioned johnny right as the harvard research team would say johnny is more likely to give you better care so here's the follow-up question if hard work and experience both incredibly important things aren't enough how do you make sure you don't backslide And if you want to be great at something, what do you do now? Well, let's roll back the clock and take it back to the 70s. Thought I forgot about Steve? Fuck you. Let's talk about him. Steve was trying to remember 10 digits. But he couldn't. Short-term memory is classically limited. And if you want to see a real-time example of short-term memory being not so great, here's me and a group of friends drinking one Thursday night playing Piccolo. Right? To understand this clip, you gotta understand Piccolo. Piccolo is a game of random challenges. But one of them is that you start off by saying once upon a time, and then you add three words. And the next person adds three more words and so on, and so on, and so on. But the catch is that you have to remember and recite all the words the person before you said. All right, I'll be
2: dead. I like. Hey, I wanted to go to a music Everyone's venue. Okay, nice. final, thing
0: final, final, piccolo round, uh, final
2: piccolo round. Er, final piccolo, piccolo, round. Piccolo Once
0: upon a time, once upon a time, a ginger head.
2: Once upon a time, a ginger head. Uh big dick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Once upon a time, a ginger head, big dick, and urges <laughs> to oh, <I> <laughs> Once upon a time time. <laughs> Once upon a time. Once <laughs> upon a time! Ginger head, a big dick, and urges to eat all the Once upon a time. A ginger head, a big dick, and
0: urges to eat all the.
2: That That's yeah. four oh, you. sure uh, over. Oh, your so memory yeah. has failed you.
1: What's yeah. going
0: Once upon a time.
1: <laughs> once upon a time.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe it was less memory screwing up and more counting that screwed it up. But but the point is simple: memory is fickle. So what did Steve Falloon do? set it up. Steve was a runner, right? He was the kind of guy who went on long three-hour runs. And if you've ever gone on a three-hour run, you know this. They absolutely blow, right? I mean, they suck. If you're a runner, and I used to do cross-country and track, running means discomfort. But that's what makes running so great, the discomfort. And this is what made Steve the guy who would stick it out. Session after session after session. Anders Ericsson, the research lead, Practice with him again and again. And here's how it would go. He would say eight numbers, Steve would nail it. He would say nine numbers, Steve would nail it. He would say ten numbers, and then he'd screw up. And Anders would go back to eight numbers, then nine, then ten, then back again. Keep him right in the zone of where things were hard and uncomfortable, but not completely out of his league. And then one day, one day it happened. Then the next day, it happened again. Then the next day after that, it happened another time by the 60th session steve could remember 20 digits and by 100 sessions he was up to 40 which now officially made him the best in the world at this very specific skill and sidebar this is coming from someone who started out average as shit right by the end he reached 82 digits. Now that doesn't sound impressive, but if you want to know how many numbers that is, I want you to hear this, and then repeat back the numbers to me. OK? You ready? On your mark. get set. robot lady. 0326 four, four, three, four, four, that's how good he got. And if you want to get incredible in any skill, uh, first, you need to read Peak by Anders Erickson and Robert Poole. And second, you need to get all your practice as close to deliberate practice as possible. That's the secret deliberate practice. Our hero, Steve Falloon. Didn't even do perfect deliberate practice and he still became the best in the world. The idea is to get your training, whatever it is, at as close to deliberate practice as possible. But, but I, know, I know you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. So let's get to it. Rule number one, deliberate practice is unenjoyable. Here, here's the thing about deliberate practice that just makes it so hard. It's fun. That just, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's, it's, fun. it's so fun. It's, it's a good fun. time. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a fun. It's a fun. It's an enjoyable activity. Yeah. Dude, uh,
0: deliberate practice is like almost inherently unenjoyable and feels really bad, right? So so the thing is when I Kevin, you tell me what you think about this, but when I was playing basketball, initially, when I was really insecure, I, like I was like, I, you know, I, I was really bad. So every practice was unenjoyable because I was doing skills that I wasn't good at. And then, and then I got to a point where like I was like, okay, you know, you know, I, I'm pretty good. And then I was like, basketball. it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Right. And, yeah. and then every day at practice, when I would go to the Y to practice, it, I would just, I would shoot. The, I, would sh- I would make the layups that I knew I could make. I would shoot the jump Fuck, shots that yeah, I knew I could make. Did you see that shit, feel- bro? Yeah, exactly. Because it feels amazing. Dude, doing, do- doing a skill that you master feels incredible. You feel almost like that uh-huh. sense of like, I'm passionate about
2: basketball. Like You
0: get that. With you every, get yeah, that every feel- time,
2: that's exactly the thought that would go through my head every single <laughs> time. <laughs> Boom, I make a shot. I'm passionate about basketball.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is that deliberate practice you know you're doing it when like there's like a tension and it's like mm-hmm. oh I don't want to be doing this and dude they did they basically interviewed a ton of uh professional violin players who were literally the best in, in the world right and none of them none of the top performers said like they never ever st- like you would it's think fun. like oh did you <laughs> <it's fun." laughs> like like literally they've put in like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours and then they asked them. they're like yo did you like practicing and like they're like they're thinking like oh they they, they love practicing no they're all like yo yo violin fucking sucks man <laughs> I fucking I hate fucking- violin <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they turn
2: right, into 13 no. year old puberty <laughs> sticking yeah. males this fucker sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no.
0: And essentially they love they love violin in the grand sense, right? But the actual the actual improvement part where they're improving their violin skills, um, that that was not enjoyable to them. Right. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if you wanna be great, it means you have to practice the things that you are not good at. Rule number two deliberate practice requires harsh, smart feedback and well established training methods.
2: Alright, so Monish, before we were uh, recording this before hey, I'm, I'm telling this again. Before we were recording this, you asked me two, like, what are two things that you try to get better at, and I said basketball yeah. and talking. And then all of a sudden, like, our last point was me talking about lacrosse. Well, I'm yeah. changing it again to me talking about <laughs> golfing. And I'm sure it'll change. Every Kevin single is a time. man of many, <laughs>
0: many skills.
2: Yeah, when I was when I was younger, I, I loved to golf, and I would golf with my dad, and uh, he would help me get better at the sport. And uh, we would go yeah. to the driving range. He would go by like a massive bucket of balls. And we would sit there for an hour or two. Just, and just
0: a big old-fashioned bucket of I balls. I love balls. Just I love So balls. many balls. Yeah. yeah.
2: okay. So I would just constantly be be swinging. And with every swing, my dad would tell me exactly what I did right and what I did wrong. Um, so, you know, I, I swing, and the ball like flies off and goes backwards. And then he'll say things like, oh, you're a disappointment. Um, you need to open your stance a little bit. And you know square bubble square your shoulders whatever it whatever it may be so i got i got really good feedback and it was always harsh Mm -hmm. too and as we're sitting there if i'm not listening to my dad he might get like a little crabby too and then like yeah you you gotta do this and then i'd fuck it up and kev come on you're not doing this and i fucking hated it it's it was so shitty i'm i can't hear this but it was so shitty um but I knew that I was getting better because, mm-hmm. especially now looking back at it, at the time I was probably like, "I just want to go home, please." But <laughs>
1: <laughs> and when I want to go home and play Wii Sports.
2: <laughs> Wii Sports is uh, so much better. <laughs> yeah, but looking back. Um,
1: so
0: not only cool. yeah not only dude so here's the thing with deliberate right? not only did you get harsh smart feedback you also listened to that feedback right so you improved mm-hmm. immediately when like i mean later on like in the beginning you're like i want to go home like right i so, just want so, ice
1: cream <laughs> <laughs> i want ice cream right now dad
0: <laughs> no you immediately
2: improved <laughs> It's hot. It's so hot.
0: It's like seventy-five.
2: I haven't eaten in ten hours, Dad.
0: You ate this morning.
2: It was Dunkin' Donuts. It's not real. Food.
0: Yo, so you, but you improved immediately based on the feedback. And the best performers—they don't just get feedback, right? They they actually act on that feedback. Uh. So, Steve, Steve Falloon, right. The the thing with Steve is that he did not have that didn't make it deliberate practice was that Steve didn't have feedback because there was no there was nobody like like there was no you know well established training method that mm-hmm. people could talk about like when he was trying to memorize numbers. He was the only guy, basically the only dude uh, that was doing it, right? There was no, like, oh, I'm just going to go on YouTube and figure out how to memorize numbers. Oh, I'm going to read this book. Like, he, w- he was making it up on the go, right? So true deliberate practice is phenomenal at, at, at gaining expertise because it's in a field where there is well-established training methods, right? In golf, in golf p- people pretty much know what to do. In basketball, people pretty much do know how to really improve. Rule number 3, deliberate practice has specific performance goals. Okay, so dude, I would I would go to the gym and I never had specific performance goals. I would just be like, I just want to get better at basketball, man. I just want to I just want to like be awesome. Dude, be awesome is not a goal. Okay, that's not a goal. Like, dude, it, like it, The way in which you frame things you want to do really matters because it frames all your effort, right? It's sort of like like you read a book and you're like, I don't want to do everything in this book. No, man. No, stop. Like, hold your horses. (laughs) The thing is, first of all, be awesome at basketball is not a goal. When you go to the gym, you need to be like, I want to be able to dribble with my left hand without losing the ball, right? So say you're bad with your left hand and go down the court once, right? That is a specific performance goal. So every single time you were practicing, you need to do something very, very specific, and have a very Mm -hmm. specific goal and a specific improvement edge that you're trying to sharpen. But
1: if you're just like, I wanna be awesome, I wanna be better, I wanna be better, I wanna be better, guys. I I just wanna be, I want people to think that I'm good.
2: (laughs) I wanna get picked first.
0: That would be an awesome goal. I I take take everything that I said best. Goal number one for the new year. I want to get picked first. I want to get picked first. (laughs) (laughs) Rule number four, deliberate practice requires focus and patience. Dude, so when I used to play basketball, it used to be like, "Oh, like I'm just gonna shoot." I don't know why this is me when I play basketball. My 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 four-year-old toddler, four so, year yeah, old toddler. Four years old. It's never it's yeah.
2: never a grown ass guy. The uh, inner playing voice basketball. in your head consistently has been four year old money. <laughs> I'm gonna dribble. I'm gonna dribble. It's not fun. A shot, and then I'm gonna run. And then I want to get Lindsay's gonna ask me out. And gonna like, <laughs> she's dude. gonna ask you out.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna ask me out. And dude, so he, he, the thing is, is that every time I do deliberate practice, or no, 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 no sorry. Hold up. No no no. I didn't do deliberate practice when I was playing basketball. I, when when I was playing basketball, I would never have my full attention really. Like I would sometimes kind of, but I would be I would be dribbling, doing my dribbling drills, and then my mind would wander. And then I would daydream about school. I would daydream about something else. And I'm like, Oh, and I'm Lindsay, practicing this Lindsay is great. This, you And up. Lindsay. Lindsay would be <laughs>
2: God, Lindsay was the best, to be honest.
0: <laughs> Lindsay, where are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh no, and then i would be doing that the thing is is that you need to have this kind of focus or or if you don't have it you got to build it right and dude the thing is it's hard we live we live in like this world where we're just like we we live we live we live basically in a world of distraction right like i'm sitting in planet earth and i'm next to kevin he's in my class and i look over to my left and Kevin has Facebook open. He's got yeah, his text it open. A, <laughs> let's give him a
2: breakdown of my time spent in that class. About 53% Facebook. Um, got a good 27% maybe email, right? <laughs> yeah. Then we got another like 20% Reddit. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So the thing is, first of all, this takes incredible focus. And that is, an, that, that is a skill that is worth practicing in and of its own, right? And then it takes patience. Dude, dude he, he, here's the thing. Look, like, look, this is the quickest way to improve a skill, right? It still takes hours and hours and hours. Dude, especially in fields where the, where like the market is very, already very good, like violin, right? Dude, that's five, ten years to where mm-hmm. the, then, then you're getting up to, up to that skill level, right? That, it's incredible, right? So third point. Motivation. Um, Kevin, I mean, you grilled me on this earlier today. but
2: Yeah, it, well, I mean, it's just uh, in order to do all this shit, in
0: order to go through do We just rules, lay down but, the worst training regimen of all yeah, time. <laughs>
2: everyone's like, oh, no, I'm fine just being uh, pretty average at my <laughs> skill set. Uh, in order to go through the, the unenjoyable experience, receive the, the harsh critical feedback, um constantly be setting your goals and also constantly be being uh in the moment as as you practice and staying focused at all times requires a significant amount of motivation you know you need to find the motivation to actually want to get better at whatever task it is or whatever skill set you're trying to improve in order to actually successfully ex- successfully yeah. execute deliberate practice,
0: yeah, and the question of motivation—that's that's a whole nother enchilada that we'll cover soon. It's another just chimichanga. a whole another a whole another uh, Mexican pizza that we'll cover. Another triple
2: taco supreme, <laughs> whole other crunch wrap supreme, with <laughs> queso on the side. Yeah, it's a whole other uh, <laughs> chips and guac to talk about. It's a whole
0: other choco taco. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, we're done. <laughs>
0: I'm quitting this podcast. We think Steve Fallone is an isolated example. You might think that. You know, we think they're rare, but the thing is, they're not. People transcend their field all the time. And, and you know what's not rare? Seeing a field with no That's Alfred Cortot. Back in his heyday, early 1900s, he was known as like one of the best piano players in the world. He was a master. People probably wanted to have group sex with this guy because he was known as the best, right? But chances are, if you have an ear for music, you might notice something. It's not very good. Piano teachers say this is how you shouldn't play, right? And the truth is, there are 12-year-olds who can play better than Alfred Quartat. It's not a knock on Quartat. It's just that with time, we figured out how to get better. Do you know what the record is for push-ups non-stop without any breaks? Do you know? Non-stop, push-ups, no breaks, the record? Guess. Give me a time, guess. 800 push-ups. Imagine doing 800 push-ups non-stop, no break. Actually, <laughs> back up, back up, back Just kidding. Yo, the record is 10,507 push-ups. 10, in seven push-ups. 10,507 push-ups by Minoru Yoshida of Japan. Do you know how many push-ups that is? That is so many push-ups that every time you do 15 push-ups, the ghost of Minoru Yoshida is taking a giant shit and saying your name at the same time. He's not dead, but I assume that's what's happening. When I read the research on deliberate practice, it really opened up the idea that empirically, if you want to get great at something, you can, right? It's available to you, me, your grandmother, even your four-year-old nephew that just pooped his pants, right? He can do it too. The thing is, before this podcast, I made a claim about the nature of hard work and experience, and hopefully I changed your mind and you got a better solution. But if you don't feel that way, well, I should probably get out of here before it gets awkward. This episode was co-hosted by Kevin Sanji. Special clip was with Justine Brum. Uh, this podcast, the anecdotes, the points, virtually all of it can be found within the book Peak by Anders Erickson and Robert Poole, which not only gave me the stories and the research for this episode, uh, but it completely sharpened my thinking on the topic in the first place, right? So read this book. Special thanks to Jared Sport for recommending it to me in the first place. Uh, feedback is also by Jared Sport, Kevin Sanji, and Justine Brum. Intro music is by Electric Mantis. Uh, Also, we've got an email list. Find it at realtalkstudio.com slash insider. Uh, Get your mind blown every Tuesday. Get your questions answered and get your bonus content. Um, All you got to do is sign up for the email list. Uh, For more research on this episode, go to realtalkstudio.com. You've been listening to Real Talk, Decoding Growing Up. This is Monish, signing
1: off.